everybody. Welcome to Smashing Game Time. It is day three of our Game of the Year coverage for 2023. We've already taken care of six categories between the first two days. We've got three more for you today before we hit up Game of the Year for day four tomorrow. Uh, Josh, I should have introduced you before I did all that. How are you doing today? I'm a little, little, little disappointed, but... What are you disappointed? Oh, oh, because of when we're recording this? Yeah, because for those who don't know, Nick told me last night, oh, hey, let's just go ahead and, you know, let's do 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no big deal, whatever. And it's 9 o'clock at night. To be fair, to be fair to myself, I slept all day for the most part. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Josh. It, it won't happen again. It'll never happen no, again. I, no, Nick, actually, I'm not disappointed. I'm very upset. <laughs> we're not disappointed. We're pissed. <laughs> I want to say that to my kids one time. I'm not disappointed. I'm fucking pissed at you. I'm just going to tell them uh, you're the cum shot your mother should have swallowed. Jesus, we're only a minute into the... Hey, we got it past the minute, so you know hey, what? That's okay. 60 seconds. For YouTube, that's all I need. For YouTube, that's okay. Hey, before I name off what today's categories are, we are wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube where you can see our beautiful faces and the list of uh, nominees that we're working from. So go check us out over there. Uh, We've also got a website. I should have mentioned it in the last two days, but we've got a website. Go check us out at SmashingGameTime.com. We're going to have pages for each podcast up there. Uh, We're going to have some wordy words that we typey type in there as well. Got to sit down and get that all planned out. But hey, we have a website. I finally got it out there. Go check it out. Fuck the algorithm. Tell a friend. That's right. The computers don't run shit here. Word of mouth does. So go tell your friends. All right. Three categories today before we can get to the last one for game of the year 2023. The big one. Uh, today's categories are best song, best new character, and best announcement slash game of the year 2024. So we're getting a little ahead of ourselves on that one. Josh, this first one's a fun one. Uh, it's also, when I say fun, I mean it's really fun to edit because stuff's loud. We're, we're quiet. But I think I've got the levels here pre-production set just right so we're not being drowned out by the music. Josh, are you ready to listen to some songs from 2023? Yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking jump into it. So the nominees for best song are Commander's Theme from The Last Spell, Battle Theme from Final Fantasy 16, The Versus Screen Theme from Street Fighter 6, Back Firewall from Back Firewall, Main Stage from Back Firewall, What's you, What Is Your Thirstona from Thirsty Suitors? That one is always tripping me up. Potty Dua from Thirsty Suitors, The Blue Hole from Dave the Diver. The Doldrums from Dredge. The Princess from Slay the Princess. The Mirror's Revelation from Ugly. Ugly from Ugly. In Hes- <laughs> Damn you, Josh. In Hessen Grip, Final Fantasy 16. To Sail Forbidden Seas, Final Fantasy 16. Encounter Elite from Sea of Stars. Fight Against Culex from Super Mario RPG Remake. Scarobics from Dead Island Garobics, 2. Yep. Neil's theme from Advance Wars Reboot Camp, and Fendrana Drifts from Metroid Prime Remastered. We've got a couple today, huh? 
You said Niels, and that's Nels. Oh, Nels. I'm sorry. I thought that was an I. There's a there's a font that I'm using on. I forget where it is, but the I the L's and the I's look alike, and it's been throwing me off a little bit. So I'm sorry. That was Nels theme from Advance Wars Reboot Camp. Uh, let's just jump right into the ear candy. Uh, so you'll notice the top three, and again, we're doing top three here uh, for all the categories today. Uh, you'll notice the top three are from Godiso. Uh, so we've got the returning champ commander stain from the last spell. So let's tee that one up. I got to hit these buttons at the right time. So this is very guitar heavy, very metal influenced. This is the opening theme song to the game. Really gets you going. I mean, it's just so good. And I'm, I'm just going to let the people bump bump their heads to it. I'm not going to say a word. Yes. I think it's a contender here still. <laughs> Honestly, I it's it, to me it's at least top three still. Here we are, six months later, uh, six months removed from Godi, so and I think it's still it's still gonna be tough to beat. Mm -hmm. uh, second place coming back from Godi, so we've got the battle theme from Final Fantasy uh, sixteen. Let's pull that one up. Now is this? Oh, the button. Now, is this like a play on the original fight theme? Yes. Okay. They, I mean, literally, they, so every, I think all except for maybe the 13s have a play of the battle. And then a 14, of course. I'm remembering this because this video has them looking back at the dipshit behind them after he steps on a stick. I, I think what cranks me up the most about this, uh, this part of the game those two look like they're just like male bondage dudes who are like ready to like tie you up and give you a safe word. <laughs> well, they're going to fight those goblins, Josh. Come on. Well, yeah, they went south to fight the goblins. That's like their quest. And you're the prince who's basically in training to, to be a knight, but also to take command of his country when his father retires or dies or whatever. I, I do love good good fight music and this is well i'm sorry not him he's actually he's i'm sorry you messed it up but i'm thinking of the other son this son clive he is technically more of like gonna be like leader of the knights because his brother is the successor to the king i think it's i think it's good fight music it is but go after playing final fantasy 16 more and getting further into the game there's even better better music oh and that's further down the list we'll get it we'll is. get we'll to get to that it. in a minute uh, so we've got the versus screen from uh, Street Fighter Six. I've I haven't played much Street Fighter since uh, the middle of the year, but I mean I think these are still pretty pretty good. I remember them getting me hyped for fights, even when I was getting my ass beat online. It's on, it's on. Yeah. 
So that took third place in Goaty. So um, context for that is you do the whole character selection screen. Both of your characters are kind of like sitting out, like outside of a garage. The garage door opens as you pick them, and they're marching into where the fight is. And as they're marching, this song plays. And, you know, you kind of get a little bit of flavor of the world. Uh, you get a little – kind of get a little hint at your character – uh, as they're walking to the fight and it's just so fucking cool like uh, this is a splice of like every version of that so it was like just a little like a little 15 second thing that plays uh, and I, I like all three personally uh, again again I think these top three are going to be hard to beat but let's see let's take a look so we have a returning scrapper back firewall I nominated it back at Godiso. I actually made one of these songs my ringtone, and I'm not sick of it. So I think that's a pretty strong testament to the to the song. This is so the self-titled track. Uh, I believe this starts up at the beginning of the game. Again, for those who don't know what Backfirewall is, it is a uh, single-player. Uh, you know, uh, some knuckleheads might call it a walking simulator, but it is a single-player puzzle game where you are in a cell phone and you are the software in the cell phone trying to stop it from updating. And it's a cute little game. It's got uh, the comedy reminds me of Portal. Uh, just a lot of like very cheeky humor about like you know phones and these things that we put in our pocket. Uh, these things that we carry around with us all day. Uh, so here is Back Firewall. And so this is, I mean, again, the music is very like very synthy, very techy, and the game has you walking through the cell phone like all these different, all these different like tech areas or like different departments of the cell phone. Very humorous game, but also it's got a, it's got a lot of heart. <laughs> it's got a lot more heart than I was expecting when I played it, and the soundtrack is really good. I'm actually gonna hop over to the other song. So this is this uh, this is the self-titled track. And this other one, this other one plays, it's called Main Stage. It plays in a part of the game where you're trying to get through a nightclub and you have these headphones. And you know, if you've ever been to a silent disco, you'll have a station that you can change to. And so the music in the silent disco changes as you're changing the headphones, but also the song that you're on changes what platforms are appearing. So it's a really cool moment in the game and it helps that the song is also really fucking good. This is Main Stage. Let me turn it back up. This little this little flicker here you change the station and it's added another like platform that you can jump on in world uh, 
Uh, you know, if I had to cut one, I'd probably cut main stage. I, I just think the main track is so, so good. And it really gives you like the feeling of the game uh, within it. And again, it's my ringtone. <laughs> Do you mean you would get rid of backfire? Like, which one are you talking about? Like, I would get rid of main stage. The one you would get main. Okay. okay. I would keep back firewall just because it, it fits, uh, it fits better. Uh, I think those are the only, uh, I've got a few more returning ones that I thought might be able to fight their way up. Uh, so thirsty suitors, uh, thirsty suitors. When I started playing was a game I didn't think I was going to like, it just didn't, it just like, it sounded like it was doing too much. And there are moments where it's like, okay, like this part of the game is not fun or this part of the game is not fun, but it was a game. The more I played it, the more it grew on me and the music just kind of, so this is what's your, so this first track is what's your Thurstona. This is playing as you're heading back into town and you know, you're in your head about like, Oh, you know, all these people back home hate me. And you're just kind of having, there's a, your inner monologue is like a version of your sister that you've created. And she's talking to you as you are playing through this moment. And this is the song that is playing during that. What's your Thursona? And it's kind of got, it's kind of got that soapy vibe to it. The, the uh, I think those were violins earlier. Kind of was reminding me of uh, I'm a survivor. I'm not gonna give up. I can see that. Yeah. So what I really like about it is it's really it sets the stage for the game because uh, Jala and we'll get more into her as a character later on, but she's coming home after having fled and, you know, just kind of like fucked around and pissed a lot of people off in her hometown. And again, you're just sitting there worried like, fuck, everyone's going to fucking hate me. Oh, my God. Uh, and then this other song is probably my preferred of the two. Uh, I'm not ready to cut anything from it yet. Uh, let me get back to it here. Uh, this is Pari Dua. Uh, this is the song that plays as your father is carrying you up from uh, falling asleep on the couch. Uh, it's all the context you need. It's very relaxed. Very somber. Almost like a reflective moment for your character as you're talking through the day with your dad as he's watching some bullshit on the TV. That's it. <laughs> very, very quick, very little sweet moment. I think it's a contender. I think it's a contender. 
Uh, let's move down into the blue hole from Dave the Diver. We had a we had a song nominated from Dave the Diver originally back in Goaty, so it might have been this one. Uh, this is this plays during the opening theme. Very very um, exploration heavy vibes here, so I'll just let it play for you. <laughs> up let's see here see I don't I don't know my music words if, if you listen to uh, slay the princess interview I slip up on a few terms but yeah it kind of has like I don't know like the music has this, I don't know if it's muddiness, but it kind of sounds, it kind of gives you, like, you hear this and you think of water. It's kind of like, uh, I forget the name of the song from Donkey Kong Country, but you can't think of that song without thinking of, oh, hey, this is the underwater world of Donkey Kong Country. And that's something this game does really good across the soundtrack. You've got the, it's this very watery, oceany, beachy vibes. Uh, and then this other one I had was the doldrums from Dredge. And this is one of those songs that will, as you're, as you are sailing, I believe this is a song that plays when it's raining. So it's very like dreary, like exploration music as you're on the seven seas with all these mysterious creatures around you. Very piano heavy soundtrack, that dredge. Oh, that was it. <laughs> very short. <laughs> very, very short song. You know, the game had, I guess the game loops it a few times. Uh, I do, I, I, as much as I love Dredge, I do think we can cut it. I know Dredge isn't getting a lot of love from us, but I mean, that's the sea, man. The sea is no love, no love lost, man. Uh, I also think we can cut Dave the Diver. Just because I think there's better things on this list. Uh, the more I listen to it, like I was, I was listening to it as I was putting this list together and listening to the blue hole made me want to play, uh, what's that other game? Stardew, Stardew Valley. It made me want to go play Stardew Valley instead for some reason. So I'm okay with both of these. Bye. Bye. The princess is from Slay the Princess. Uh, this is, this actually came up in the interview. We were talking about elite motives. So you'll hear, uh, you'll hear this little tune that like signifies, the princess here early on and if you listen to the other songs as she transforms into a monster throughout the story you'll hear those play again so let's listen to the princess yeah so these early do 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 and again you it's got that very like whim it's got a whimsy but almost like a haunting to it the, again the world is for those who don't know Slay the Princess, everything's hand-drawn. It's black on white, pencil drawings. 
you are wandering through the woods and a voice says, hey, you need to go slay this princess in the cabin because if you don't, the world's going to end. And that's the game. That is the game. And it's a, I don't know, it's a very, very beautiful, like, meditative uh, piece of writing about, you know, just existence and being in the world and the things that we uh, take away from each other or the things we expect from one another. Um, I can get up all my, I can get up my ass about it, but it's like, this is a good song. listen to that one all day all right so we're gonna hop over to the next one if i can remember to hit the right button so i've got two from ugly here i've got the mirrors revelation and i've got the self-titled track we're gonna start the mirrors revelation this plays as you find out the truth about what's going on And this is a game like throughout it had you've had the shrieky violins and you know the haunting pianos kind of some wind in the background So the revelation, spoilers for anyone who hasn't played Ugly, the revelation is throughout the game you're finding these drawings about this father who's tormenting his son who is ugly and doing these heinous things, these very inhumane things. There's a point where he's throwing other babies in like in a furnace. Like it gets fucked up. But th- it turns out that was you. And all this this song is playing when you look into like the last mirror in the game and it transports you into the past where you're still beautiful. And the accident that caused you to be ugly plays out again, like a fire in your palace. And it, it hits. It hits. Uh, I think if you haven't played ugly, you shouldn't have listened to any of those spoilers I just told you and go play, fucking play the game. Uh, and then this other one, this other one I've got from ugly is, I believe it's the main theme of the game. Yeah, so there's the the haunting pianos. I believe there's some strings on this one too. Yeah, so those are those are the two from Ugly. 
Uh, if I was going to cut one, I would think the the uh, the main theme and keep the Mirror's Revelation, just because it is part of such a like a big moment. Uh, so I'm okay with cutting ugly right now. The the self titled. Uh, Josh, take this next one away. Yeah, so uh, an Ashen Grip. I don't know why it's Asin on here, but it's Ashen Grip. Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, <clears throat> so this is actually the theme that plays when uh, Clive's brother, the main character's brother, uh, comes into play. Um, he what's is his, the Phoenix. What's his name? Joshua. Fucking self-insert. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, going to tell me that final fantasy 16 is just panzer dragoon orta <laughs> uh i was gonna wait until you played it so what's okay so go ahead and give us the give us the emotions i mean what what is your nuts like if so it's literally the rising of the phoenix from the ashes you he starts out with the piano it's you know it's really you know really calm and it builds up you start bringing the the string uh, orchestra into it uh, it just it rises rises from the ashes and just gets so evil it's literally only a minute and 30 seconds long uh but by god the best minute and 30 seconds of your life right there is this your favorite track in the game uh this yeah i, I mean the, the next the next we'll you, go to the next one do you want uh, to set up the next one yeah uh the next one is probably my favorite to sail forbidden seas uh, so this one actually plays a couple of times throughout the game. The most uh, infamous part is probably uh, as you're going across the continent and you watch, I think it's, you watch Titan just devastate the, the city. All right. I'm already sold. Let's hear it. And then if you want you can go ahead and skip to 125. Uh, oh, right before the big hump on the video. Oh, yeah. There's a reason. Yeah. 
fuck. Am I, am I about to play Final Fantasy? 16? You're about to play Final Fantasy 16. I mean, literally. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, if I had to get rid of one of the two, it probably would be to self seas because it is six minutes long. Literally, I'd say the one third, eh, one twenty-five up until that two-minute mark is the sweet spot. But I mean, literally every single soundtrack from that game is fantastic. So wait, you want to get rid of Forbidden Seas or keep it? No, get rid of Forbidden Seas. Why? If it's your favorite, who cares if it's six you, minutes? Huh? But here's the deal: Didn't you like the main stage more than uh, Back Firewall? But you decided to keep Back Firewall. No, I liked Back Firewall better. Oh well, I'm gonna. I still, I still want Action Grip. There's just something about it. It's just so compelling. It really shows in. Just the, the, they clearly when they were developing the music, they centered it around the characters so well. So here's my question: Does Ashen Grip also beat the battle theme? Honestly, I think so. Well, then I'm by all means. Goodbye, battle theme. You were great at Goody So, but there are others. Goody So only comes once a year. Let's see here. The next one, Encounter Elite, Sea of Stars. This is another one for you to set up here there, dude. Yeah, so this is this is a theme that plays when you come across like basically like mini bosses or like something that's a little bit bigger than like the actual like normal enemies that you come across. Um the uh composer himself actually made two different versions, and this is the version that he made that's more uh modern. I'm excited for this. Oh, that's good. <laughs> right. This is the closest something has come to the last spell, by the way. I agree 100% when I heard, like, I remember watching the video and I heard this and I'm like, dude, this fucking, like, I thought the original smacked, but then I was watching somebody talk about, uh, they were interviewing, uh, like, a couple of developers uh, from the company and they mentioned that he had developed another version of it. And I'm like, what other version? And this is actually him, Eric W. Brown. He, I found his page and I found this version. And I'm like, this fucking is so good like it's it's, it's everything you want it's everything you want like literally this for those who don't know what sea of stars is sea of stars is kind of like a spiritual successor to the old like chrono trigger or like even like secrets of mana and stuff like the old like over the top snes games um and it's actually pretty good the biggest controversy they had recently was the completionist he was uh he was a backer when it first came out and allegedly he didn't um, get all of his benefits from it. Like he forgot to do it. So he reached out to the developers and was like, Hey, uh, I'm an idiot and I didn't do this. I'm like, Oh, that's okay. Well, we got better than seven for you. And they made him a character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they, after his whole uh, controversy, they actually had to go back and patch it to where he's not in the game anymore. <laughs> I think it's criminal. This video only has 18 K views. Let's, let's hear, let's hear a little more of this.
that's some good video game music right there. I good. literally I could sit there and listen to that all day. It's so good. Good nominee. Uh, based on that alone, oh, oh, he wanted to come back. Based on that alone, I'm okay with cutting ugly. <laughs> I'm like that. That doesn't <laughs> hold. Smacks. That doesn't hold a mirror at all. I'm also okay with cutting slay the princess. It's a cool thing that they did. Uh, there are others on here that I'm like going to bat for though. Uh, Super Mario RPG. We, we're starting to get into a little bit of re- here. You know, let's do Dead Island and then we'll come back. That's fine. That's fine. So Scarabobics. Yeah, so I don't necessarily have a uh, story about it. Obviously, um, as you're killing zombies, it's always fun to have some really good music. Uh, and I was just like, you know what? I don't think I've ever heard of any of the music other than the opening music for their old trailer. And I came across this bad boy. And I'm not going to lie. I got very much like a 80s, like late 70s, early 80s Vice City type feeling from it. Contrary to contrary to the first Dead Island trailer that everyone went goo goo for Gaga over, uh, Dead Island the series has proved itself as very zany, very like goofy. I feel like they've kind of stepped in and taken the place that was originally held by Dead Rising. Yeah, and they just kind of took it and ran with it. And I let's listen to this. It does sound goofy. It's very much got that John Hughes 80s like teen yeah. movie, like very boppy. Like you feel you feel like Molly, Molly Ringwald's about to round a corner and there's mm-hmm. gonna be a bunch of jocks. I was even thinking like there's a beach scene where it's a montage. Freeze yeah. frames. Yeah. Like I said, like there's no significance to it. It's just I was listening to it, I was like, this actually this bops. I think a it, little bit. it fits. It very much fits. Uh, let's get into these remakes or reboots or remasters, whatever. All the same, yeah. Uh, fighting against Culex from Super Mario RPG. I believe it's as simple as that. This is a boss fight song, isn't it? Uh, it is. And you're going to recognize it once you press play. Oh, boy. Sort of. They took the... They recomposed it for uh, this boss fight. This is a secret boss fight. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They took the Final Fantasy IV. Technically, technically at one point it was two here, but Final Fantasy IV boss fight music and put it into Super Mario RPG. So it originally was uh, part of uh, Super Mario RPG, but obviously, I mean, I don't know about you, I would never even heard of it until I was in my late teens. I was aware of Super Mario RPG, but I n- never had any experience with it. But yeah, the the... Final Fantasy 2 in the U.S., Final Fantasy... Uh, or, I'm sorry, yeah, Final Fantasy 2 in the U.S., Final Fantasy 4, for those who are aficionados, that'd be the one with Cecil Harvey, Kane the Dragoon, Rosa. It's got Rihanna. Rian, Ryan? Rian? Rodia. Rodia. Sorry. Sorry. Edge. Edge. Sid. It's got a... Well, every Final Fantasy has Sid. Yeah, it's, I know. <laughs> it's got, a, it's got a, the karate guy who you fight his Yang. parent. Kang, you fight his parents. Yang. I know you fight Edge's parents. Edge, you fight Edge's parents. Jesus, okay. Nick, you and you say you played it. Doesn't everyone in that game have like a corrupt parent? No, I'm pretty sure everyone. Because Rida, you fight her parents or one of her parents. You fight her mom, who is the, protecting the village. Doesn't Cecil find out Gobez is his dad? It's his brother. His brother. See, Jesus. There's some. There's some. De- there's a lot of parent fighting in that one. 
No, but, it's there's not. The only parents that get fought are edges. I remember technically, technically, the next closest thing to it would be the uh, the king of Baron for Cecil. Cecil. So see, okay, so the king of Baron was his dad. It wasn't his. Okay, not his biological dad. He just took him in. Okay. Still, still though. And you call yourself an official like lover of Final Fantasy IV. You know what? It has easily been twenty years since I last played that game. <laughs> <laughs> you're in, you're missing out. It's such a good game. You know what? I'll see if it's on. It's probably on mobile. They're they're re. Oh, it is. They've got those. the 3D remake on it. I digress though. Let's listen to the rest of this. There's two parts of that game. I'm sorry. I'm digressing again, but. <laughs> There's two parts of that game that live in my head rent-free. It's fighting the Mist Dragon at the very beginning with uh, you and Kane, yep. Cecil and Kane, and then going to the mountain to turn Cecil into a pat, like from a Black Knight into a Paladin. I think you fight. Don't you fight like a wildebeest before you fight yourself? He's one of the four uh, arch fiends, uh, mm-hmm. Scrimmage. You fight him twice actually. You fight him the first time in his first form, and then he comes back in his like what you called the wildebeest form. Well, and I remember, I think I remember you did that fight, and then you had to follow up by fighting yourself, but you couldn't save between them, if I remember correctly. No, you could. You could save could you? you could save in between each boss fight, but literally, for between Skrill, Skrill and get between the Will of the Beast, as you called them, and you're fighting yourself, you didn't have to because it's only you uh, the and twins. your... No, no, it's... So when you go from that one fight to go fight yourself, mm-hmm. uh, it's just Cecil the Paladin and Cecil the, the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't even have to really do anything. You just defend. Mm-hmm. You defend for I think it's four turns, and then it's it gives you like a little like some fight for honor, some fight for justice. What will you fight for? That wildebeest fight is tough because I think that's when your party is its trashiest. Uh, I mean, not really. It's, it's, I, you, I, it's, it's you, the twins, and then Tella. Is it Tella? Mm-hmm. I, I could have sworn it was that bard guy that Tella hates. No, that because what happens is. You have it's Edward, who's the crashes. bard. Yeah, because at that point, it's Radia, Yang, Cecil, Cecil, and uh, Edward, who's the bard. The Leviathan comes in and stops the ship. You wash up at the, the shores of Mysidia, and that's when the elder there gives you the twins. And then you, when you get to the mountain, that's where you find Tella. He's like, here, take the fucking twins. Get out of here. <laughs> well, the twins that were there to watch him because he didn't trust him completely. Even even though you have the twins, I still feel like that's when your party's at its worst. Even though you've got all these spellcasters, because the one it was one did black magic, one did white magic, and mm-hmm. they were both just garbage. the The black magic one was just a lesser Tella, and like Tella was doing all the heavy lifting at that point. No, not really, because Tella still has his weak magic, and oh. you can get like the Raz with uh, what's his name, Palum, Param. Well, when Cecil's carrying your party, it's a weak party. Well, and that's I, the sad part is Dark Knight Cecil is the is the weakest. They'll tell you no matter what, he is like by far the weakest character based on level stats. Exactly. So when he's carrying your party, it's a problem. Uh, Nell's theme. We wanted to get some Advance Wars in here because I remember it being very good. Let's play Nell's theme.
Oh yeah, this is very, very anime. <laughs> very anime war. Early anime. <laughs> you know, I, I do think Advance Wars is some of my favorite like tactics games outside of uh, Into the Breach. I mean, I still think I think Advance Wars and Fire Emblem are like the two like I'll never I'll never question tactics games. I do think we can cut that though. Oh yeah, no, no, we, <laughs> I just, we can cut that. I just wanted to get some on there, and then it's Met- just re- it's reminiscent. Yeah, and the Metroid Prime Remastered came out this year. Vendrana Drifts, the best song in the game. I'll fight you over. I don't care. This is the Snow World, and it's just very peaceful, even though you know getting fucked up by all sorts of creatures running around. It's just very relaxed. And they're constantly switching between beams. Yeah, there was a lot of beam switching, yeah. In this area, for sure. Oh, and how dare you say that that's the best one? It's definitely the Parasite Queen. Eh, I, I think I think they're the if you if it's not Fendrana Drifts, I think it's the uh, the crash site the crash site. Okay, I can see that too. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also okay with cutting anything from this game because it's 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, at this point, if it's a remaster, it's like, why are you in here? Uh, same for Super Mario RPG. Like, it's cool. I just think it's a cool little tidbit. That's all I wanted to throw it in there for because, like I said, as somebody who's never played it, I've seen stuff now as an adult, but I've never played it. And it's on my list to play. Uh, but when I saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it really threw me in for a loop. So I know there are people listening to this that are like, "Hey, I don't hear no, I don't hear no uh, Tears of the Kingdom or Baldur's Gate three or Resident. Where, where's that music?" To which I say, "You know, we gave the Zelda music its chance in Goaty So uh, Baldur's Gate music. Like none of that really like stood out to me. Uh, I mean, it was I mean, it was good music, but like I think we've had some other some other fighters here." Um, I'm sure like games like uh, Armored Core had some good music as well, but I mean, I think I think some of these smaller games, and I realize I say that with Final Fantasy 16, Dead Island 2, and Street Fighter 6 on this list, uh, so fuck me, right? But I don't know. I just think it was a good year for music across the board, but especially like coming from these smaller games. Uh, again, I realize the irony of me saying that with some bigger games on this list, but go fuck yourself. Um <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> let's see here i think the versus screen from street fighter 6 can go because as good as it as good as it was during the summer i w- i did find myself at a point starting to skip it you're sick as much as i love it and then also it's like a little 15 second thing and still i want to go back and look at some evo videos and see how hyped people got I, I would want to recommend to get rid of Scarobics as well. Um, I, I think it's good, but it's not. A, it's not going to be a contender in the top three. Yeah, it, it's very good at capturing that '80s goofy vibe that Dead Island does. But I also think, yeah, I think that uh, Dead Island Two kind of came and went. Like Dead Island Two for the longest time was a game that we were like, "That's never coming out," and then it mm-hmm. came out. <laughs> yeah. So Seriously, I mean, what the fuck? It's just, hey, you know what the it. Dead Island 2 won by coming out. Because we never thought it was going to happen. Uh, Thirsty Suitors, I'm okay with letting go of What's Your Thirstona because I think Potty Dua is just tied to a more, emo- a more emotional moment. And even even though it happens a lot, 
in the game. Like that's how you end every night. I just think it was really good. You were gonna say something. Let's hear it. I, I was gonna say. I honestly, I think it's if we're gonna do it, it's gonna be the other way around. Personally, just because it's tied to a t- good moment. I mean, I can look at any of these other ones and go. I can tie it to just about any part of the game, and it would make sense. Where Potty Doa, it only makes sense for that one part, and it already captured us for what was it? Moment, uh, best moment. I'll give you that. Look at you making an argument, Josh. Okay, so then keep what's your thirst? I want to get rid of Potty. Yeah, because like I said, I think what's your thirst? I could be put. I said just about anywhere. Like the rest of these, like let's be honest, right now, you put Commander's theme as just the only song throughout all of the last spell, and I'm going to tell you. That game has won Game of the Year with that alone. Uh, I mean, Thurstona does. Re- I mean, it does a really good job of capturing the themes of the game within like those first few minutes. Um, all right, so we're down to five. Let me read the for the listeners. We got Commander's theme in the last spell. We got Back Firewall from Back Firewall. We've got What's Your Thurstona from Thirsty Suitors. We've got In Ash and Grip from Final Fantasy 16, and we've got Sea of Stars from Encounter. I'm sorry, we got Encounter Elite from Sea of Stars. Uh, so I know for a fact I think Commander's Theme and Encounter Elite are making this list. I was about to say that I was like, yeah, that's like, those are like my top, like one and twos right there. So we just really need to decide on these last three. Um, and honestly, the fact that Encounter Elite just came out of nowhere, like I'm okay with uh, with In Ashen Grip being removed from the list. It's good, but I know we have to get a third in there, and I don't think I, I honestly, if I'm going to be honest. I think back firewall is is up there. I do too. Um, you know, let's take another let's take another crack at this one real quick. I should have just been doing it this way where it pops up down here the whole time. Thirsty Suitors one last time. Just for science sake, let's listen to these other two. See if starts. I'm going to say something daring. Uh, what if we got rid of Commander's theme? 
I mean, that's... You know what, Nick? That's not actually a half bad idea. I mean, I don't want to lean on the, well, they won Goaty, so I don't want to be that no, guy. But at the same time, I mean, think about it. The first half of the year was dominated by the last spell. It really like was. we, like we, we could not, like we were all in agreement that the last spell was number one. Right now, it's definitely not number one in my opinion. I think Encounter Elite is number one. But I think compared to like the going back and actually truly enjoying Back Firewall and hearing Thirsty Suitor soundtrack, I, I think. It it held the crown for so long, and it's time to pass it off to these new these new uh, new kings and queens. Let the young bucks have it. The last spell. yes. Let the young bucks, as we say that, backfire while still on the list. So then, would it be something along the lines of? Because I I think I think Sea of Stars takes it for sure. Oh yeah, that's just by far. Like there's nothing. I mean, I'm I shit you not. When we're done with this, I'm probably gonna go ahead and make that my ringtone. That is really good. So then where where are we at with two and three? Honestly, the way it looks right now is pretty good. I I mean I think back firewall it it redeemed itself from Goaty So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it so. Is the, too, it is the like, underdog. The fact that I made it my ringtone and I'm not sick of it, I think just says it right there. It's like yeah. something that I can do in little chunks and it's not like like let's say it's a day where I get like ten calls, I'm not like tired of hearing it. Yeah, I like this order. I do like this order. I mean, great music across the board, but these... I mean, strong competitors. Like, this was, like, a really good year for music, in my opinion. The fact that they blew the last spell out of it. All right, so I think we have it here. For best song, uh, top top dog is Encounter Elite from Sea of Stars, followed up by Back Firewall from Back Firewall, and what's your thirstona from Thirsty Suitors? I'm not crazy about that name. It's tough to thirst sona. What's your thirst? Well, it's like sona. Persona. I know, I know. It's very, it's very tongue in cheek. I just have to slow down to thirst sona. But hey, congratulations to the best songs of 2023. I'm gonna listen to a few of these later on. Uh, okay, hey, next one. <laughs> Another big one. We've got best new character. That's right, best new character, and the nominees are Sid from Final Fantasy 16. I'm gonna get on you for that here in a minute. <laughs> Torgal from Final Fantasy 16. Rusty from Armored Core 6. Raven from Armored Core 6. Partidio from Octopath Traveler 2. Peppermint from Hi-Fi Rush. Chai from Hi-Fi Rush. 808 from Hi-Fi Rush. Princess from Slay the Princess. Jala from Thirsty Suitors, Sergio from Thirsty Suitors, Dad from Thirsty Suitors, Wyatt Taylor from Fort Solace, Dave from Dave the Diver, Duff from Dave the Diver, Shadowheart from Baldur's Gate 3, Carlac from Baldur's Gate 3, Halson from Baldur's Gate 3, and they're not on there because I romance them, you shut the fuck up, uh, The Ugly MFer from Ugly, and The Dog from Humanity. Whew. Josh, why is Sid on this list? Sid is not new. No, well, this this iteration of Sid is. So, is it, um, oh, hold on, let me get let me guess. Okay, Sid flies the airship, smokes nope. cigarettes. Yes. Uh, he's got a short, like, kind of buzz cut. Maybe he's got like goggles. He's wearing goggles. He may not no be goggles. wearing them, but maybe no they're goggles. like around his neck. Nope. He's got fingerless gloves. 
no. You had to think about that. The fact I did for a second. I had I did have to think about it. I will give you that much. Okay, so what's different about this Sid? So this isn't our typical Sid. Sid, like Nick has been uh, alluding to, uh, usually he is uh, very nerdy, wants to fly, and all that. This is not your grandpa's Sid. This is the new Sid. Sid is uh, he is a supporting character who joins Clive and is kind of like a mentor to him, or is like Sid's trying to convince Clive to join the resistance to go after uh, the Empire. and throughout their journey together, you find out that Sid is a chosen one, kind of like Clive and like his brother. Uh, he is the chosen one for um, Rama. Or, yeah, Rama, the thunder god. Uh, so he has the power of thunder. He uses thunder to light his cigarettes. Like I was, I'm sure that's going to come up if you're going to ask. But... Uh, Essentially, you find out that the reason he joined the resistance is because he he realized what they're doing is wrong and that eventually the the chosen ones who uh, are the the Ikola's uh, chosen are known to die very, like very young deaths mm-hmm. or yeah, they're very young. Um, and what he's trying to do is help make a society for them because they're only known as weapons. So the Sid is basically trying to make a home for all these people because there's so many throughout the world, but they all die and they're all used as weapons. Like literally, you'll see it in every single battle. There's tons of them that are basically just sent out and are treated like slaves and not respected in any way, shape, or form. It's very much like a segregated community of those who are chosen and those who are not. Um, But this Sid is just much more than that. He is a ladies' man. I mean... He's got the he's got the the flair. He's got the the ruggedness. I mean, God, if he was real, I'd probably let him take me. He's a hound, is what you're saying? No, he, no, he's he's a gentleman. He's not a hound. He's not like <laughs> he's not a uh, um, Luis from the original RE4. He's not talking about the president's mm. daughter and her ballistics. Oh, very nice ballistics. Yeah, I think no, that's exactly how he sounded too. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's a gentleman, but at the same time, uh, he's just he's uh, man. Honestly, Nick, you need to play Final Fantasy 16. He is fantastic. I mean, between the songs, you've kind of got me. You've kind of got me on it. Who's Torgal? Uh, this is going to be a short one, but this is a good one. Uh, Torgal is your trusty companion. He is a direwolf. He is a good boy. Another dog. Okay, okay the good boy stays. Uh, Rusty and, and Raven. he fights with your party. Okay. Hey, you you had me a dog. You don't have to keep selling. You already and it, it gets better, Nick. So in the game, there is a point where you go talk to this person who's like writing down the history of what's going on, mm-hmm. and and when you when you do that, and when you save your game, all your characters are back in like the thirty-two bit form or sixteen bit form. He has one. Oh God, <laughs> it's cute. It is so fucking adorable. You'll love it. Anyway, Rusty. Rusty is a. Um, basically like a companion throughout armor core he's not in like every mission but every mission uh, that you do where it's like a big operation he joins you and he's kind of like the rebellious hero that you want to be he's i mean he's very uh quiet but he's also very like he's a badass like you you want him on your side he 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 helps you like for example the first mission you play with him on he helps you scale the wall um 
which is just an impenetrable area that no one has been able to penetrate. But you and him are able to get to the top and fight off like their big juggernaut uh, machine. And it's, I mean, he's just a badass character. He's, he is what you dream to be if you're ever going to be a rebel. And then Raven is Raven. A, sounds familiar. Is Raven like these a are, boss? These are code names. Oh, okay. first off. They're, these are their code names. Raven is you, the character, the player. I had a feeling. I had a yeah. feeling. Yeah. So obviously you have to throw yourself in there. You are a badass. Like you're, you're building you, the character, you're the player are building your, your character known as Raven and his mech. And then uh, one more for you. Partitio. Partitio. Okay. Partitio. Uh, essentially he is out trying to, um, he's one of the, well, first off, he's one of the playable characters you get. Uh, he is a prince who's basically trying to start up a business so that when he becomes successful, he can take over his kingdom or, you know, from his father. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just he's very much a like a f- uh, late, uh, late 20s, early 30s. He's got like the, the fedora. He's got like the, the jacket going on. Yeah. Immediately. I mean, he. Yeah, basically. And he's just he's just a layback, chill guy. And he's it's he has a fantastic story. Highly recommend playing him. Have him be at least one of your first characters, if not your first. Doesn't Octopath Traveler 2 get into a lot of like capitalism and stuff? Yes, uh, parts of it does, yeah. I kind of want to check it out. Uh. Have it on the PS5. <laughs> ah, And actually, no, I've got the both copies because he gave me the PS4 code, which gives me the PS5 code. All right, let's run down this list. Uh, Peppermint from Hi-Fi Rush. She is the first, like, uh, your first, like, partner slash assailant that you meet who you are trying to bring down this company that uh, is trying to turn uh, all of its users into robots. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, again, big surprise at the beginning of the year. Big thing was that you were fighting against this company that wanted to, you know, take control of all of their customers' minds. Very, very... Uh, anti-capitalist <laughs> moments in this game. Peppermint actually is, uh, I think she, if I remember correctly, she was the daughter to the CEO. And when uh, her mom stepped down, brother kind of just like muscled his way in and like just started to run, started to run the company like a true Elon Musk, just doing like these boneheaded things, just being an asshole. And, uh, you know, she doesn't really reveal that until halfway near the end. You're running through a certain level and it's like a museum of the company because all these companies like to have like be very like uh, celebrate themselves by like I think. Oh, what was it like their childhood home where the CEO got her start? Mm -hmm. And I think the company had originally started to like help people because Peppermint was missing a leg. And so that's how the company got its start was in robotics, like creating robotic limbs for amputees. And, uh, you know, when you realize that she like part of me was originally worried, like, oh, shit, she's going to betray us. Like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. But no, she's like she's there fighting, like not so much to get back what she wants, because that was another concern of mine that like, oh, we're going to beat this final boss and then Peppermint's going to go evil on us. No, she saw that this shit sucked and it needed to come down. And uh, there's this, there's, there's this bit, there's this hint of sacrifice in this character that I'm like, oh, like, no, this is a person who sees all the money this is bringing in and seeing what it could do for her financially, and just completely turning her back against it. And she's like this bitter, bitter person, but I think she's a great character. Uh, Chai is the main character. He's a goofball. He wants to be a rock star. He's I believe he's not missing an arm at the start of the game, but he has a limp arm. 
and he gets it replaced. And he's just a goofball idiot that he works really well because all the other characters are calling him out on it. Like, shut the fuck up, you moron. You're, you're so dumb. Just fucking stop talking. Stop. Stop talking. And in other games, Chai would be annoying to the player. But it, it, it works so well because Chai, like, yes, he's a goofball. But the fact that everyone else is calling him out kind of, like, brings him back down to earth. But you also can't help but root for him because you're like, I want this goofball to succeed. <laughs> I want him to be a good rock star. And he never is. <laughs> I think he ends up ending, being like a maintenance man for the, uh, for the company. Um, which Peppermint does end up like taking some role. I don't think it's CEO, but, uh, and then 808 is the cat. It's a robotic cat that hangs out with Chai throughout. It's just a cute little cat. Uh, you can, in the middle of the game or during like the resting areas of the game, you can sit on the couch with him and just hang out. And if you put on like one of the game's songs on the couch, you can like kind of just sit there and bop with them for a little bit. Uh, princess from Slay the Princess. Things get very existential. Uh, the princess, uh, you know, just kind of represents like the things that we take away from each other, the uh, expectations we have for each other. I mean, the, she she's a character that changes based on how you treat her. And there are so many versions of her. Uh, it's, it's a hard sell because I can't put the words to it, but I think the princess is definitely one of my favorites from this year. Uh, but none more. I think if you had asked me before Thirsty Suitors, I think I would have said Peppermint or Chai was my favorite. I think Jala from Thirsty Suitors might be my favorite character of the year. She's this woman returning home after abandoning her hometown. I think it's been three years. She left for love. She came back and she's being approached by all of her exes. And uh, I mean, you can kind of decide how she reacts to people, but she's very like, she wants forgiveness, but she's also just like this flawed person. And I think she's just a well-written character. Cause you know, you get a lot of like, you get, you get a tough female character and you really don't see a flaw in some, in some modern writing, but Jala, like her, she wears her flaws. <laughs> I think that's my favorite thing about her. And people are constantly calling her out for being a flawed person. And then, but you can shoot it right back and be like, well, fuck you. You're fucking, you're creepy. Like Sergio's like the first ex you run into within like minutes of returning home. And he's like a muscle bound mama's boy. Like he's dancing during the fight. Very goofy, but very uh, misogynistic. And like, he's the nicest guy, but he calls Jala out for something. And then ju you, you can just shoot it right back. And I think that's what I love about it so much. It's just people like calling each other out on their shit. Cause I don't think we get that enough in, in a lot of media, uh, at least modern media. And then dad, I mean, that sweet moment is enough to raise, rise him up. Um, I'm okay with cutting him. Cause I think he had his moment in biggest moment. Wyatt Taylor from Fort Solace. This is the main protagonist. Uh, Fort Solace is a game that is very broken and you are, you are on Mars. You are, I think you have a maintenance team and you go on to the space station where, uh, apparently a distress, like a distress beacon's gone off. So you go in, you find, you can't find anybody. Uh, a lot of the game is you walking and finding these, uh, video recordings and these audio recordings and you slowly watch Wyatt Taylor, who's also voiced by Troy Baker. Not that he needs the recognition. Uh, you find that this is a man that wants to is ready to return home to his family, slowly starting to lose his mind. And he um, he discovers that his bosses and employers are doing some like messed up shit on Mars. Excuse me. And it, invo it involves their food resource resources. 
And uh, as you as you're watching these videos, reading people's emails, listening to the audio tracks, this is a guy who you know he he's speaking up openly about these issues. And what you start to see happen is people, everyone in that station has turned on him and isolated him. And it, the only way he, at that point, the only way he can respond is killing everybody on the space station. I mean, he becomes like grotesquely violent. And I thought it was, I thought Fort Solace for its weaknesses, I thought it did a really good job of, you know, the ways in which... Uh, work relationships and personal relationships can muddy the waters because you know you like you would read some of these files and it would talk about like people getting together to watch movies or people getting together to play ping pong or something but then you would see like when it got to business like how isolated Wyatt had become because he was speaking against something that was going on and um, he's still a villain he's still an evil asshole for what he did but I thought it was very a very cool thing they were doing of exploring like those like budding those personal and work relationships together and showing like the get the the uh the give and take of the two and how the one can overcome the other and just completely ruin those other relationships uh i think he's a really well written character in a really bad game or not bad game but like a poorly uh a poorly <laughs> a game that just ran very poorly when i had to play it uh, Dave from Dave the Diver. The thing I like about Dave is that he's retired. He's done. He's he's out. He's gotten out of the rat race. And when his buddy Cobra calls and says, "Hey, man," and Cobra's a shifty guy. He's in fact Cobra's taking a lot of secret phone calls that I don't think were ever explained. But Dave like is sitting on a beach when Cobra calls, and Dave's like, "Yeah, you know what? You want to run? You want to start this business? I'll hop in. I'll help you out." And he starts diving and running the restaurant at night for Cobra, who doesn't lift a finger. Cobra's the money guy. And Dave just comes off as a nice guy. Duff is the anime uh, anime guy who builds your guns. He's on here just because he's goofy. He does those animations uh, when he builds you a new gun where he, like, tips his hat at his anime posters and then builds you a gun in, a, like, a fully um, animated video. Uh, let's see. Let's get through the people that I fucked in Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> uh, Shadowheart. Uh, there are a lot of conversations early on, and again, the conversation is going to differ based on your class, so it's kind of hard to talk about these characters. Uh, but Shadowheart, she is, I forget the exact religion, but she is very devote to it. And, you know, it's just the conversations with her about religion are always fascinated me. And then the first date where you're both just swimming in like a nearby lake, very, very touching moment. Uh, Carlac, I like angry people. <laughs> I don't know if you know me, I can get angry. Carlac's thing was that her, uh, and again, it's been a few months, so I'm a little rusty, but Carlac, um, she has this machine where her heart should be that makes her skin too hot to touch. So if you try to touch her, you'll burn your hand off and, you know, romancing her. <laughs> There's a point where she's like, uh, if I could ride you without burning you to death, I would. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, we have to find a way. <laughs> Sorry, this is the horniest part of this category. And then Halson was the bear. I mean, who wasn't going to have sex with the bear? Uh, I'm Jesus okay. With, I'm okay with cutting all my Baldur's Gate romances. I think Please. they were they were great. They were fun. I need to go back because I only did one playthrough. I'm sorry, I did like two or three where I was like save scumming, so I would like change the relationships. But I mean, I only did one full one. So let's 
I need, I, it's a game I need to get back to. But it sounds like they're still adding stuff. Ugly MFR, he's on here because, uh, I, I mean, he's ugly. He's ugly on the outside, but before that, he was ugly on the inside. And that really, um, I mean, the things he does, he gets, like, his wife dies of an illness. And then he gets all of his maids and he gets all of them pregnant. And when all the kids come out ugly, he throws all the babies in a furnace. When you, uh, his first kid, the dog bites him. So he fucking kills the dog. <laughs> and again, these are all played out in like children's drawings. Like you find these little spots that you can hit and a children's drawing pops up and it's like very violent. The wind's blowing and this guy's just nasty. And then you see what happens to him. We talked about the boss moment where it reveals that like all the final or all the bosses were like related to like after your fire accident that made you ugly. Uh, I don't know. Just re- like, cause a lot of, I, I think of that game and I think back to braid and I forget that main character's name. Is it Tom? I think it's Tom and braid. I think it's Tom. Yeah. And you find out, I, I like, I like how mirrored ugly is to braid. And I realized the irony of saying mirrored, but to find out that your unnamed character is just as ugly as Tom is on the inside. Cause you're sitting here feeling sorry for this guy, the entire game. You're like, man, this ugly guy, like he was treated terribly as a kid, poor dude. And then you're like, Oh wait, you, you were that fucking ugly asshole who became ugly. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Fuck you for making your kid wear a mask. And I liked, I liked that the game was able to like, you originally feel sorry for the guy, and then like, fl- like with the flip of a switch, you're like, no, fuck him, fuck him. I don't even know if I want him on his nomination anymore. That's how fucking good it was. Uh, and then Dog from Humanity, you just have the power to just like make people fall <laughs> off the side of a cliff, <laughs> off the side of the world. Uh, but there's already a dog represented here with Torgal, so I will get rid of Dog from Humanity. I'm okay. Only one dog on this list. They, Only the, one. All these characters have that dog in them. Uh, Princess, I'm also going to slay in talking with uh, Tony and Abby. Uh, something that they repeated over and over again. They did a Reddit AMA about the game. Was that they didn't want to talk about what those characters represented to them. or what They didn't want people asking about rep- like what represented was represented by this or that. Or what the ending means. Because they feel like the game is something that everyone can come away from from it with a different reading on it so i for that reason the princess is gone i think you can get rid of raven just because it's like a a, yeah i mean player character even then if i'm gonna be brutally honest i'd rather keep my final fantasy 16 characters in rusty's cool but i got my good boy and i got my sid my my man crush my sid uh i think dave and duff can go as much as I love Dave, as much as I love Dave the Diver, and as much as I love those characters, and Dave the Diver being about, uh, you know, a community coming together, um, you know, towards one common goal, uh, I think I've kind of talked myself into keep trying to keep Wyatt Taylor on this list. <laughs> well, since you're getting rid of two more, I'll go ahead. Like I said, Rusty can go. Um... And if I'm gonna be honest, I, I know we have to break it down. I want my Torgal to stay, so Sid needs to go. I was gonna argue for about that too, because I was like, come on, Josh, a Sid, a Sid by any other name is still a Sid. <laughs> but I mean, like, think about like Wedge and Biggs. Like they're they're so common in like at least the first 
four or not four the first like handful of games i mean like seven of them at least or eight but still like that there's something different about this and this it reminds me more of a sid uh the sid from final fantasy 7 all right so uh for those listening we are down to torgal from final fantasy 16 partidio from octopath traveler 2 peppermint from hi-fi rush chai from hi-fi rush 808 from hi-fi rush Jala from Thirsty Suitors, Sergio from Thirsty Suitors, Wyatt Taylor from Fort Solus, and Ugly MFR from Ugly. I'm going to be brutally honest. This is not trying to like cut back from the rest of them, but I already know what my three are. Well, let me let me work. Let me talk through this. Yeah, no, talk through, let this. Me talk through this. So, Hi Fi Rush, if I had to keep one, it would probably be Peppermint, just because it feels like a lot of the central arc goes through her. Uh, 808's a cute little cat, and then Chai. I mean, Chai's a goofball, but Chai is just the Chai's the guy that pushes everything forward. Peppermint needed Chai to get things through, uh, so I'm okay with cutting those two as much as I love them. And then when it comes to thirsty suitors, I'm okay with cutting Sergio. He's a funny character. He's like it's it's funny. You beat him in the fight, so the fights with your exes are like turn based. You beat him, you guys reconcile and become friends again, and then you ask him for a ride home. <laughs> so it's it's so goofy. Uh, but I'm okay with cutting Sergio because I like Jala better. Um, what are your three? Now that I've got right, it so, down to six. And not in a particular order. Torgal, Jala, Wyatt. Hmm. Torgo, Jala, Wyatt. So I'm okay with cutting ugly MFR because I he's a, by the end of it, he's a character that you completely fucking hate. And you're like, I don't want to play as this guy anymore. Uh, and even the game has a secret ending where you end up hanging yourself. I don't even know if I can say it on YouTube. I might have to bleep that, but Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I kind of want to play it, but damn. I, I've said enough on this board. There's more to that. Like, if you go and just, play it. No, no. Just, I mean, let, don't use. I mean, that's. Damn, Nick. I want. I, I, mean, I don't want to play because of that, but god damn it. I want to play it. I Again, I don't know if I have to bleep that or not, but I'll put uh, I'll put a note in the show notes about, hey. We don't condone it or anything like that. We don't that. condone yeah. it. We're just mentioning what the Seek character Seek out did. help. Here's your. Here's the number. Here's the hotline. Yeah. Uh, and then Partidio is fascinating. He sounds, I'm okay with getting rid of him too. Um, yeah. mm, so then really my thought is because, hmm. Mm. I know it must be done in this situation. No, but do I have this, do I have the strength to do it? Do I, do I have the Will Smith in me to do it? Keep Torgal. Keep, keep Torgal. This is a list represented by both of us. Now, if you wanted to, if you want to do an article about your favorite characters for the website, are you, are you, so you're saying I should go ahead and go, go ahead, ahead and slowly put the pillow over Torgal's face? And... No, I'll put the pep, I'll put the pillow over Peppermint's face. She's not gonna fight it. What I so I will say what I what I love about the three characters I have on here is that. I, I talked about all three of them in depth and I'm pretty sure we touched on like their flaws, <laughs> just how flawed they are. Like maybe I didn't go into peppermints as much, but peppermint 
Peppermint uses people. Uh, and she, I mean, she's no better. She's no better than her brother in that, in that, um, mindset, in that mindset. But she, she ends up like coming around to liking Chai, liking the rest of the people on the team. And I, she just grew on me. Um, but I'm okay with cutting Peppermint. I mean, really, you hit me at Jala and why I mean, Jala is the whole like being as real as possible with others. Like, God damn it, that's respect. And then Wyatt, it's dark, yes, and it's really shitty, but at the same time, it's just a very interesting character. So, what order do we? Because you know, I can see, I, I can see, I don't want to give number one spot to a dog. <laughs> no, no, he can be three. <laughs> he, he's still top three. He's a good boy. Just you know, in this sense, it needs to be Jala or Wyatt is number one. So who who are we thinking here? Because I'm I'm up in the air on it. Um, honestly, I, the way you have mentioned thirsty suitors and Jala as a character, I think Jala should be number one. That's I mean the closest the closest representation to honestly the real world. I again, Thirsty Suitors was a game where like the first few hours I was fucking having a bad fucking time. Like I was like, ah, oh, this game, like I don't know, man. But once like once I started listening to characters and like having a conversation with the parents and like, you know, running into the different exes and the game has its flaws, but like the characters are just so well fucking written that I like wanted to see how everything progressed. Yeah, like the way you described it, it's just it just sounds like But but can I can I say I have the same argument for Wyatt Taylor because watching him slowly become isolated from his friends and coworkers and then like it off. It, it, it start it starts to be you know, you know like um you know like when you're watching like a movie from the eighties, so like or seventies or eighties, like Halloween or I don't know, is Halloween the only one that does this? But you know like at the end of Halloween where like character like you start to run the character starts to run into all their dead friends yeah i would say it's probably the closest like the last big thing other than maybe friday the 13th yeah i think halloween's the only one that does that uh because everyone like yeah so that's what fort solace starts to do is you like you'll read someone's email and you go into the next room but oh there's that person stabbed like 50 times in their bed (laughs) and but it's crazy because wyatt the, f- the first few videos, and I, if I remember correctly, Wyatt was the doctor on the team. And, like, he was very, like, very sound, like, very with it. Like, he smart guy. Uh, seemed like he had a, co- like, cool head on his shoulders. And just to watch this guy slowly crump, like, watch this guy who was, like, you know, kind of like the voice of reason, be- slowly become this isolated madman. You know, I don't want to give it to a madman. I'm giving it to Jell. <laughs> I don't want to give it to a guy. That's probably better. I don't want to give it to a guy who stabbed everybody to death. <laughs> yeah. He was just, ah, uh, and you know what? Even if it, like, it could have been people, take or, take or leave Troy Baker, do whatever you will with him. But I think he would have been a great character no matter who voiced him. Because, my gosh. Fort Solace was rough to play, but it was just so, I thought it was so well written. So well written. So well written. So best new character. With the win, we have Jala from Thirsty Suitors, followed by Wyatt Taylor from Fort Solace, and Torgal the Pup from Final Fantasy 16. Congratulations in the world. Congratulations, lady, gentleman, and pup. We got one more category for day three, folks. 
Last category of the day, a goofy one, you know, a little palate cleanser before we get into the heavy hitter of game of the year. We've got best announcement slash game of the year 2024. And the nominees are Skull and Bones, OD, Persona 3 Reloaded, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Tekken 8, Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2. Is it it's Senua, right? I think so, yeah. Helldivers 2, Half-Life 3, Portal 3, Left 4 Dead 3, Prince of Persia The Lost Crown, Homeworld 3, Hades 2, Frostpunk 2, Stormgate, and Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Man, we got some heavy hitters here. <laughs> I know. I mean, there's a handful of them that are definitely, definitely going to get removed. All right. So I, my top three already, I already want Homeworld 3 and Stormgate 2 because the they are going to revive the RTS genre from the grave and bring it back into this greatness. And then Iron Harvest 2 will come out in 2025. And then, and then everyone will be RTS players and we will no longer, no longer keep ourselves hidden as RTS players. That's right. It's not going to happen. They are the Nets coming. Hold on. Let me update Hades 2 here. We have as we have as much <laughs> we have as much potential to have any of the threes from Valve. I, I think it's crazy that all three threes are coming out in twenty twenty four. I also think it's crazy that Half Life Three is basically going to be like a Sims clone. It's kind of nuts for them to do that. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh come on, Josh. Uh, you know, I mean, if I'm being serious, which I never am, I think Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to move some units. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because I think a oh, lot of people, because yeah. if I imagine, if, if I'm imagining correctly, so Final Fantasy VII Remake ended uh, as you're exiting Midgar, right? Yes. So spoiler alert for those who haven't played it. Uh, there were some big changes to the end of it. And it definitely got people intrigued, and it's definitely like Nick said, can move units. One example is Zach Wayfair um, is alive, where in the original seven, he dies. Does he join your party? Well, so what happens is um, everybody, so you fight Sephiroth uh, because he wants you to join him because he's like, you know, we can change the future, you know, together. And and the cloud's like, no, we're not going to do that. So you fight him. Once you defeat him, you guys are leaving, and it shows in the back, like back in the past, that Zach didn't die in the battlefield when he was protecting Cloud. Uh, he ended up surviving, and you see them walking towards Midgar. Um, so we've got that. Uh, I think. Oh, so I think this game, so Rebirth. I think what will happen is you'll play through most of. I forget what the big overworld's called, but you'll play overworld. through. I'm sorry? The overworld? The overworld. But you'll play through up to the point where Eris dies in the original. So that's what they're hinting at with the the trailer that just came out. Oh, I need to watch that. So I think it'll end right there, and it'll end on a cliffhanger. Because I think a lot of people are like, with the changes that were in Remake, I think people are like, are they going to kill her or are they not going to kill her? I I personally think they're not going to kill her. (laughs) Are you ready for this? This cracked me up the most. Uh, The trailer brought, like, one huge question to everybody who watched it. So 
and Nick, in the original, if you remember, if you played it enough to remember, I beat it. Yeah, yeah. So, who were the the characters who died uh, in Sector Seven? Sector Seven. Yeah, right, right before you fight Reno, they blow the plate and the plate crushes Sector Seven. Oh, it's a uh, Biggs, uh, Wedge, and um, what's her name? The redhead, Jesse. Jesse. So, at so at the end of Seven, uh, Biggs is still alive, or is it Wedge? The, the bigger guy. He's still alive. I forget because I get mixed up. I think I think it is Biggs. I think they call him Biggs unironically. Yeah. So Biggs is alive. And it's portray- it's not announced, but it's portrayed that Jesse and uh, Wedge died. In the trailer. And I actually, I went back and saw it. And, I, and someone pointed out, I was like, holy shit, it is. Jesse is alive and she is dancing at the Golden Saucer. Well, I need to watch this now. Because Golden Saucer is some of my favorite stuff. I I hope they cut. I kind there's if there's one character I want them to cut, it's Kate Sith. Just because, oh, he's in there. He's oh, in yeah, there. He is. Okay. Yep, and he's in the trailer too. Okay. I just it, he was always annoying. Like, are you a double agent or not? Like, come he on. He is now. a double agent. I I, I, I I was I've always hated that character. I thought anything that isn't like the Tiger Red was that Red Eight. Uh, Red Thirteen. I forget his number. Whatever. Whatever. There were obviously 12 more of him, so there was a Red 8 at one point. <laughs> it's his grandpa. I think I, I do think Rebirth makes this list, though. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't know if it'll be number one. I think Rebirth definitely... will be Game of the Year. I think Rebirth's going to be Game of the Year 2024. It also depends on what else comes out, because obviously we haven't gotten everything that's been announced. Like, there's, there's bound to be something that comes in that might push just as much numbers or just as much curiosity. Well, well, what Rebirth has we'll taught see. me is I need to plug my PS4 back in and beat Remake because I got through. I think I got. I think I got into Midgar and then just stopped playing. <laughs> but you're already in Midgar. Well, I mean, I got to like Tifa's place. That's like the beginning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you didn't even play it. No, I didn't. Uh, Tekken Eight is going to be a big fighting game. I think Tekken kind of loses steam here cuz I think it should have released uh, on the same day as Street Fighter 6 or Mortal Kombat 1, but But see, I think now it's people. So now we know though it's Tekken 8 versus Street Fighter cuz Mortal Kombat between the failed Switch port Oh, that thing was uh, nasty. The content that they've been releasing, like I mean, you've heard the the big debacles with like the holiday the, fatalities. Yeah. <laughs> People are pit like the only good thing so far that has probably come out of it is Omni Man. Which looks cool, looks great. I do oh, love, yeah. I do love me some Omni Man. But it's like uh, they've lost too much uh there with the holiday stuff and the the switch port that I, I think it's now a Tekken versus Street Fighter, and I think at the rate we're going Street Fighter is probably going to be the top game again, or a top fighting game. Yeah, I mean that Street Fighter game was just so good. Let's um, here let's do some let's do some cutting. We got some cutting to do here. Who we okay, got? I think Persona Three Reloaded. So my my thing with it is I brought it up because everybody who played Persona Five and wouldn't shut up about it, I'm one of those people because I have three copies of it. Uh, are gonna think that you know they probably have not gone back and played an older persona and they're gonna be like oh it's you know it's just gonna be like persona 5 and they're gonna be disappointed so i think it'll move units but i don't think it'll be game of the year uh, i think we can cut skull and bones because it's not gonna come out it's gonna get delayed until 2026 i i honestly yeah um i i think everything that has a three in it 
and probably remove two. Oh no 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 no! Homeworld <laughs> three is staying, my dude. So is Half Life three. I'm okay with cutting Left for Dead three and Portal three. I think both of those series are a little long in the tooth. I think everything else in the three can stay. Thank you I mean, very we'll, much. We'll get we'll get Half Life three the moment uh, that fat bastard dies. Uh, I think OD is going to be the greatest game ever released uh, because I'm a Hideo Kojima fanboy. Um, don't don't at me. Uh, I'm it's it's number one for me right now. Are, are you being? I can't tell if you're being funny or if you're being serious. Who knows? Let's cut some more crap. <laughs> uh, Prince of Persia. I think this is going to be probably the. Probably the greatest Metroidvania ever released, and you're gonna eat crow because this comes out in a few weeks, and then I can yeah, I can but... point back and be like, "You fucking loser." Yeah, but my problem is, how long have we been waiting on the remake of uh, Forgotten Sands? I think they announced that one in 2020 and, or 2021. And uh, what was the the last Prince Persia game that came out? Uh, it was the Forgotten Sands. I want to say that was 2015, 2016. And how bad was it? I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like terrible, but it wasn't like the old stuff. Okay, so it's just Ubisoft. Uh, they're 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 bound to fuck it up. They they make it look like it's going to be good, but then when the real product comes out, you're just disappointed. That's just their uh, their mo lately in the past, you know, ten years. Ubisoft's too busy assaulting people to um to make it quality uh i'm okay cutting lost crown even though i think it'll be the best metroidvania of the year um stormgate's free to play so it's going <laughs> i think the vampire masquerade 2 well, now, now hold on this game is going through a temeculous is that the word temeculous development cycle and everyone going through this is just having a, the greatest time i'm air quoting for those not uh watching uh, yeah. that, that means it's going to be good, right? Like, um, no. Uh, what awful. was the uh, Duke Nukem Forever? Uh, what's another game that had a long development cycle? Ended up shit the day before. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, it's going to come out. The developers are going to come out and be like, "Yeah, well, this game sucks," and it was a really shitty environment. And the company's going to come out and be like uh no it just they were you know they just didn't put their best efforts in there and we had to make deadlines for stakeholders and... all right all right you said stakeholders and my eyes glassed over i'm cutting it just being honest uh hades 2 early access can stay because early access means it's a full game thank you very much and i no, get to have I'm a sorry voice. i get to I'm have sorry. a voice in how it's developed me me the overbearing no. fan no I'm sorry. If you have anything that says early access, you are a piece of shit and you are never going to release the full product. Or if you do, it's going to be after no one gives a fuck. Well, you know what? You can delete that one. I'm not deleting it because you're being a butthole. Nick, you're talking to the guy who bought the Edge of Darkness edition for Escape from Tarkov and slowly lost all of his benefits that he received four or five years ago? Six years ago? You got... To a game that's not released, but they're working on the next... Thing, the arena shooter you got edged you got edged uh, i think hellboy 2 can go because any game that has a roman numeral in it is just too pretentious for me okay <laughs> no it, argument. it probably won't even get released at the river going either because i think it was supposed to come out earlier this year hey no Originally. argument to the roman numerals no it's a fair point 
All right. If you honestly want to know my top three, I'm listening. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh huh. Homeworld three. Okay. Half Life three. I like that. You like that? You just want to end. I, you want to end your. No, you I, I mean, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna be honest, Tekken eight has a big shoe to fill, and more than likely they're gonna drop the ball. All right, it's gone. OD is probably gonna get pushed back. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's coming out. Jordan Peele just announced that his movie from twenty twenty four is getting pushed twenty five. So I'm sure the game stuff is like probably gonna take a back seat while he's in development. Right. So I mean, and even then, as far as like new content or next trailer, I don't think we'll see it until next year or you know twenty twenty five. And then as much as I'm excited for Frostpunk, I was excited for it this year, and I got spit on. So I'm not gonna get spit on again. Frostpunk two. You don't. You never return my calls. That's pretty fucked up. Um, lose my number. Uh, and then Helldivers two. I mean, what is Helldivers? No, not... I don't even know what Helldivers one is. Uh, well, exactly. I was going to get to that. Well, it was a hidden gem for the PS four. Oh yeah, or yeah. PS three. This is the trailer where they were in the desert. It kind of looked like Dune a little bit, but more yeah. action oriented. And this one, I think, is first person now, where the original was like over the top, like uh, not rail shooter, but you know, like the twin thumbsticks remember that spartan assault game yeah basically that okay yeah i can go so best announcement so i I think i like this order so best announcement slash game of the year 2024 again this is our prediction uh one of these games hasn't been announced yet but it could happen uh coming in in first we have final fantasy 7 rebirth behind it we've got half-life 3 and then in third, we've got Homeworld 3 that is going to revive the RTS genre and carry it into its second golden age. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Woo. Three categories, boys and girls. We did it. We did it. Just to recap real quick, we had best songs. We had in first place, Encounter Elite and Sea of Stars. Uh Coming in behind it, we had the self-titled track from Back Firewall, and then What's Your Thurstona from Thirsty Suitors. Uh, we had Best New Character, taken by Jala from Thirsty Suitors, followed up by Wyatt Taylor from Fort Solace, and Torgal, the good pup from Final Fantasy XVI. And then Best Announcement slash Game of the Year 2024 prediction, we had Final Fantasy VII Rebirth winning that category, followed by Half-Life 3 and Homeworld 3. Whew, my arms are tired. I feel exhausted we've been ranking these categories tomorrow is the last one the bread and butter of game of the year that's right tomorrow is game of the year come join us we're going to be picking our top 10 for the show come on on in it's going to be a good thursday we're going to have fun we're going to ring in the new well we're going to ring in the end of the year with game of the year josh anything before we go i'll be here be there or be square I must have be here and be square. Yeah, those don't rhyme, dumbass. No, they don't. Well, hey, guys. This has been Smashing Game Time. We hope you had a smashing great time. We'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.